Blog Talk Radio. This is MMA Fight Music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. I call to all You know it's fucking rockets And I bust it through the door Break it through the ceiling And I'm opening up the floor Make you split your head When you bang against the wall Blazing full fury From a sight unseen Flipping on the podcast Central time three Throwing up a chunk For a breeding frenzy It's a talking fest The waters of this every sea Time to lay the smack down Lay it on your back now Focus on that moment When you bash it It's around town Competition tries to stay up For the last round But we still have finished And we soaking up The live crowd Turn it up loud, and make us all proud. Anyone who brought up, yeah, we leave them all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Hey, slice of mission, gonna hit you like plow, like plow. Show this enough, put it like two hours, two hours. It's MMA, we want the power. Now, if you see it, turn up the volume. You lacking this, I don't like gaming, I just talk your problems.
Alright, all right. well, episode 250, here we go. We're going to be joined by uh, uh, newly uh, free agent uh, flyweight uh, Jarek, the, the monkey out Brooks. Um, the episode before uh, Thanksgiving here, what are, you, what are you doing tomorrow, Nikki? I am hosting Thanksgiving tomorrow. Very exciting. Um, just having a couple people. It's my dad, my brother, and my grandparents. I don't have to, like, stress too much. But, yeah, I'm making the turkey and all the other stuff, too. So, it's a, it'll be fun. So, husband's birthday's today. Or mm-hmm. you guys are doing a little something. So, we were cutting the shorts because of that. And then you also got Thanksgiving to mm-hmm. top it. Everything else. Yep. Staying busy. <laughs> what about you? You staying home or going out? Uh, going to the Exes Sisters, you know, a lot of, uh, family drama in the past year, so, uh, want to, uh, they want everyone to get everyone together, so no problem obliging with that, but I'm going to go there. My mom's going to her boyfriend's, um, then we got my birthday on the 27th. Yay! (laughs) Happy birthday. Yep, yep. Just another day. Just another day. Well, twenty eight now. <laughs> yeah, twenty eight. That's it. Twenty eight now. <laughs> exactly. And you're twenty four, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, another press conference for Golden Boy promotions came out, and uh, <laughs> something off with Oscar. <laughs> what do you What do you make of that whole thing? I couldn't even watch it. I, I like saw the clips of like him talking. I was just like, "What are you doing?" Like, first of all, I know a lot of people are saying this, but it was really bothering me that he was saying Chuck Liddell's name wrong. Like he was saying Lydell, I think, or something. But like, it was bothering me a lot. <laughs> and then it's just like he's just not a good promoter. I don't know. What do you want me to say? It's like, no, he shouldn't be up there talking. He should. He should bring somebody in who can do that job. He can be. He can be the guy, but he does does everything. His name's all over thing, but he he doesn't need to be the face. Yeah, exactly. He should bring in a guy like 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 a Randy Couture or something like that. Somebody who could do something like that, where you know he he doesn't have a problem yeah. talking or fielding questions. That right? You know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah. I don't know how well this card's going to do. Everyone's saying that they don't think it's going to sell well, but. There's also, there's been a lot of talk about it, so it's like, well, I don't see why everyone's saying that it wouldn't sell. You know, like everybody's every every MMA website that I see is talking about the fight, so you know, people must be interested in it. I don't know why they're saying it's going to do such low numbers. I mean, people love to hate. We know, we already know that. You know, MMA fans love to hate. So, but. I mean, I don't think it's gonna do great, but I don't think it's gonna be like a freaking bomb like they say it is. It's it's out, out. It's still Chuck and Tito at the end of the day. You're gonna get some some uh, some people just to tune in, you know, just because of the the general time of when it is. You know, it's not like around a high traffic time where where you, you they're competing with all kinds of other things and st- and whatever. But they could do all right, but. Everyone loves to hate. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not great on it, but I don't think it's going to be like a terrible showing. And, and especially like when it first came on, they're like fifty bucks for the fight. Like that was 
crazy. Now, now they're saying like, what you can get it for twenty or twenty nine. I think they. I heard somewhere yeah. like there's going to be like a Black Friday thing where you can get it for like twenty bucks. Like, why wouldn't you? Twenty bucks isn't bad. Yeah, you get some people to just crash in and grab it. Yeah, why not? I mean, I just saw that um, Tiger Woods is playing Phil Mickelson on pay per view, like golf, and that's like twenty bucks to watch that. So I was like, come on. Like, I mean, it's still a little much, but it's still. <laughs> but look at the two golfers that it is. I mean, it's golf though. Pay per view golf. Come on, what is this world coming to? I mean, if I'm, it was for a, a charity, I mean, I golf. I, like, I'm a pretty good golfer, but I'm not gonna sit and watch it for three and a half hours. Like, come on, my dad probably will. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, you know, we're gonna have to get into this Rachel Stover's thing, man. Mm-hmm. It's like people don't people don't learn from the Andrea Lee situation. They leave themselves in these situations. It's it, it's rough, and then it blows out, and you get you you get this. Yeah, it's terrible news. Um, I mean, I feel like it's becoming more common. You know, like we we're seeing this more with, especially with fighter, like with female fighters who are dating fighter men. You know, like their husbands are fighters too. Like, I, I don't know. It's not. It's definitely not like it's out of the blue thing. Like these kind of this kind of thing doesn't just come out of the blue. Like you. You know, there's probably a backstory there, and it's just it's sad that it it came to this extreme, and 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 he's arrested now, which is good. So, like, yeah, I feel really bad for her. Uh, yeah, definitely feel feel you know you know thoughts and prayers out to Rachel and her family and all, and whatnot. And yes, he has called. You know, that's a step above of what we've been dealing with with the uh, and with Andrea Lee and um. And uh, Donnie Aaron and all that 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 situation. They never caught him, did they? Or did they find him? I still I did not see anything. Did you? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's bizarre. Exactly. Where is he hiding out? Hmm. Well, they said he got ties into some a lot of stuff in law enforcement and everything like that. So who who knows? Well, messed up. And that's why I would be even more careful if I was Andrew, just the simple fact that, you know, he's at large and she's like such a public figure as she is, so that she has to be careful where she posts, checks in, etc. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Like she does like her scheduled post for like a like a promotional thing for the UFC or like whatever it is, it should be like post dated or, or post timed or whatever like that. Mhm. I'm surprised no, that Stan's Ben hasn't put out anything like towards Rachel because they were supposed to fight and now the fight's off and, and she has a history of uh, you know like abuse in her background too. That's why she didn't like put out something like towards Rachel like saying like you know no more feelings well, 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 reschedule or something. All her all her publicist stuff goes through Ali now. Mm. Yeah, but that's messed up. Like, all these other fighters are coming out saying, like, you know, that they're standing with her and everything like that. Like, you were supposed to fight her, and now she, like, can't because of this horrible thing that happened. Like, yes, you got to say something, you would think. I mean, she should have been the first person, get, get, given mm-hmm. the background and given the fact that they were supposed to have a fight. But what do I know? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe she doesn't run her social media because, like, a, a lot of her social media is, like, um, ads, basically. Like, look at my Reebok tracksuit type stuff. Yep. I know. Then, um, John Jones is, uh, gets back into the rankings and he's immediately, like, you know, at the top of the rankings. Problem? Mm, I mean, we all know how it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have a problem with it, even though, like, of his background with like um, his USADA violations and stuff like that. Then, yes, I have a. I have a problem with that. Like, there should be like a little asterisk next to it. But I don't have a problem with him jumping I mean, up toward our top, being at the top. Yeah, you gotta come in the five or something, yo. You've been no. You've been no. I love you, John, but no. You should be coming in at like five or something. This is what I'm talking about. They're needing, mm. You can't just bring them back, have them right at the top of the list. Connor wins one more fight, they'll be having him back at the top. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But that's why we know the rankings mean it, don't mean anything. Nothing. Unless they're trying to, like, bait um, Daniel Cormier into, like, taking on John Jones again. Like if we are like mm-hmm. oh if we put, if we start moving John Jones up and eventually like it's and, uh, and Daniel we're, we're we're trading words on social media over the weekend or yeah, over the past if, few days rather John Jones if John Jones beats Alexander Gustafson in December and they bump him up to like number one pound for pound that's gonna make Daniel Cormier want to fight him do you think like he cares about that spot oh no. I don't think he would care about an imaginary ranking. I don't know. He's a pretty proud guy. Although I don't think Just he like, wants to. Uh, I don't think he wants to yeah, fight we John ever the, again. The whole rootless thing, and you know, people. Uh, I've seen some people having some disparaging things about the potential matchup of. Uh, of Cain Velasquez and Stipe Miocic, and I'm just like, oh, there, there's nothing for that for Stipe. I'm like, what do you mean there isn't? That's Daniel Cormier's, like, number one training partner for, like, half of his MMA career. That's his teammate. If Stipe goes and stomps the freaking ever-living nonsense out of Cain Velasquez, it's going to get Daniel Cormier's attention. So what do you mean there's nothing for him there? Yeah, and there's plenty to talk about too, like leading up to the fight, you know. I can't take it. I can't. (laughs) I think it's a great fight for both of them. I really hope it happens. Like Kane, obviously, there's no bigger fight right now because he's not going to fight Daniel. He's not going to fight Cormier because they're trading partners. So it's like, what else is there? If you really want a big fight, Stipe is it. And and Daniel Cormier is not going to fight Stipe Miocic next unless he said unless Brock Lesnar backs out, which. I don't see that happening because all signs point to the fight. I think if I'm Miao, which I stay, I stay in shape and I stay on weight because you never know with Brock Lesnar. I guess, but that seems to be the next fight that's going to be set up, whether he actually makes it to I the mean, fight or not. But if if I'm Steve Miao, which I'm staying on weight and in 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 shape, just be the simple fact because it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's a good point. This is not the Brock Lesnar from five years ago. This is the Brock Lesnar that is, you know, a shadow of, of what he once was. Yeah. But if Kane beats Stipe, it's like he can't really go anywhere until Daniel Cormier, like, retires or anything. Like, he's not going to fight him. 
What's he going to do? He he did toy with the idea of coming in 205, though. I Like, before he got hurt, I think it was before he got hurt or, like, right after he got hurt, he was, like, saying, oh, I think it was, like, right after his kid was born. He was, like, taking some time off when his kid was born. He's, like, he potentially could jump to 205, which I think would be very interesting. Imagine him at 205. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. I can't imagine just the simple fact of, like, He's got that that just like that thick heavyweight like Mexican frame, so it's like imagine you just like uh, got super skinny hard. and just ripped. <laughs> yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> and then you could fight John Jones. That'd be crazy. Well, I mean, oh, that, 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 yeah. that's now a, that I said it, I want that to happen. <laughs> it's 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 a fight a lot of us have been looking for for a while. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, we've been talking about that potential matchup at heavyweight for, you know, more than a handful of years now, so. I don't think John Jones and is what ever going to that, 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 uh, that mini doc that just went up on uh, on Fight Pass about uh, women's MMA in, in the UFC. I didn't watch it yet. I got to watch it. I mean, I'm happy going about on. it. <laughs> what? I'm busy. <laughs> I know. How long you know me now? How long? How many times I'll be busting your chops <laughs> on this stuff? I do have to watch it though. Like, I next time I'm like relaxing, which was never. Yeah, I mean, my kids are home got, for got like Misha, four days, so you got Misha, you got Chris, and you got Rhonda all dressed up talking, talking, uh, women's fighting. I haven't watched any of those, like, um, 25th anniversary or whatever they put out, those little mini things, except for the um, the ones that they showed right before the press conference. They showed the Matthews one and then the, like, who thought up at the Octagon. I forget what it's called. Those are the only two I saw because they showed it when I was just sitting there and I had nowhere to go. But I really haven't gotten into it. I really should. I'm sure there's some good ones. I don't want to watch the Trump one, though. <laughs> not interested. Yeah, it's um I mean we gotta we gotta see how it goes. I mean I, I mean I think it's a good platform what you have with it, but like a lot of people just uh, for whatever reason they're just not really interested in the fight pass like the, the way the original idea of what thought what it was thought out to be for whatever reason. I mean, don't you kinda feel that way too? Like they kinda lose. Yeah, a lot I mean of they were content. gonna make it like it's, a Netflix for fights, but it's, it's, it's not like wasted there for whatever reason. I don't get it. Yeah, it's, I, I don't see a lot of people, like, going on there to just, like, watch random fights, which I think that they were kind of using that towards. Like, I, I'll use it if I'm doing some research on, like, a fighter or something and I have to go back and watch their earlier fights. Like, it's good for that, but I don't, like, see it being, like, they had, like, shows on there, right? Like, I know Megan um, Levy was, like, had her own show and then there was a couple other things, but and Dana White looking for a fight, that's on there whenever it's on, but not really, like... It's not like the Netflix for fights like they were trying to, like, promote. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of, like, they, they stopped producing the DVDs, and then the library isn't quite what it was. I mean, it's, like, a lot of their content is, like, extremely edited. Yeah, it's not it's not like what it was, like, like if you were, back in the day, you were to go buy a DVD, and you would get the, the, the live version of it. It's, 
you know, nothing's the same. The, digi- the, the, the digital media is the same. I mean, it's great they have some of the stuff, but, like, I just kind of feel like it, it falls by the wayside. Yeah, they could do better. I mean, I think it would be cool to still keep as a streaming platform for some of these some of these other promotions what they, what they already do like with Invicta. You know, they just they added Cage Fury Fight Championship re- recently. I, I think they should continue to do that stuff. But like their original content, like mini doc type stuff, like I think maybe they should kind of spin that over to ESPN. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. Cause I don't know if a lot of people are actually digging in on buying that ESPN Plus thing yet. Like I haven't yet, but I know like when fight cards are well, going to be on it, ESPN, like, you want to watch it, you're going to I'm not just talking about ESPN Plus. Just like how like you know we see how their that ESPN production quality comes out. Like when they do their like thirty for thirty series and and some of their other successful like series like that. So why not let let them ha- have have a crack at it? It's true, yeah. I do love those series. And actually, you mentioned it, like, the 30 for 30 they had. They had, like, a 9 for 9 where they did, like, a all, like, women's thing, like, nine videos of, like, t- uh, Title Nine, And those, like, some of the best movies I've ever seen. I, like, love them. I have them, like, saved in my phone. So, yeah, I agree with, on that point. Like, their production, if they actually put, like, the care into it. Like, even, like, you know, when they do, like, the Road to the Oscar and stuff like that, that is exactly. kind of, like... You could be you're on the right track, but not quite. Like it, it needs to be better. They're all kind of the same. There's something missing that that used to be there, and I just can't put my finger on it. It's it's not the mm-hmm. same. Like the the campaign series aren't the same. The feel isn't the same. I don't know. I can't put my finger on. It. I can't tell you what it is. I mean, the last one but that I remember that embedded really big. Like when they do embedded, was they, that? they push that hard. The embedded series yeah, like they on push YouTube, it, they push that. Is it, is it really the same production of what it used to be? Is it, do you have that same feel that you had when you first – like, remember when Brock and um and, and Lesnar fought, right, for the second time? Remember, like, their, their mm-hmm. countdown series, just, like, the feel of that, the energy around that? I don't feel that anymore when I watch the, the countdown shows anymore. I, I, I can't tell you what it is. The countdown shows are, like, just – very cookie cutter, like they're all the same. It's like, oh, he trains here saying. and she trains here, blah blah. There's no edge to it that not. it used to have. It's like it's lost no. its teeth and, almost. You know what I mean? And then the embedded, they just want drama. They just like care about if something dramatic happens, like when Conor McGregor threw the dolly, or like if somebody something happens at weigh-ins or something like that. Like that's the way to get the backstory behind what happened, and that's what people want to see. But they're kind of like playing a little bit too much off on that aspect of it. It's almost predictable. It's almost like WWE-ish. Yeah, very much. I, I've been seeing a lot of WWE on my Twitter. I actually like, was like, what the heck's going on? Because of Rhonda. I guess everybody's like, everybody that I followed on Twitter is like oh, a fan of hers. And I guess, I don't know. I don't know if they're like they've always been fans of WWE or they're just following her, but it's like all I see on my timeline. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, her fighting with this one, her fighting with them. I'm like, that's fine. I'm a fan of hers, but I don't follow WWE. So I'm like, I don't know who these other people are. I don't know the significance of what she's putting out there. So I'm like, uh, enough. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I have to start like blocking some of that or like, I don't know. I'm just not following it. Yeah. 
it's it's rough. But um, you know, still on the women's side of thing, I don't remember if we talked about this last week or a few. I think it was a few weeks ago where Misha is part of the uh, management over there at one, right? Or did we talk about mm-hmm. that? Vice president. Uh, I don't think we talked about it. I mean, we did. I don't remember. But yeah, she's the vice president over there, and and she kind of like went off a little bit on the UFC, saying how they're pretty much a joke now. And she wanted to go to like where you know mixed martial arts was the thing. Is she wrong? No, I mean no, you know, maybe it's kind of like I mean you know you know it is what it is now. You, you, the, none of the fighters stood up and wanted to save save anything. Or what, what, what was a remnant of that company? Not a single one. Y'all just wanted your money and got out. Now you're complaining because it's a joke now. Come on. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting what happens with one championship in the next couple of years. Yeah, because they're making yeah, all these huge moves. Not... They have all these plans, but like, are the people, are the are the casual fans going to follow to one? I mean, I never really cared for. It. I mean, I never really watched the events. Aren't they like in the middle of the night? <laughs> Most of them. Yeah, because of the, they're an Asian promotion first and foremost. But... Yeah, I know. They pay to that audience, like it, it, you know. It's the same thing if you know we're, we're watching, you know, any of the other uh, promotions that are overseas. It's just you know they have to deal with a time difference. We have to deal with a time difference. So, um, you know, they got all the all the right people in places. They got guys like Rich Franklin. They got Misha Tate. That you know, they they, they got uh, you know Matt Matt Humes, a, a guy there. They have MMA people there at the forefront. But besides Vic there, so I mean, uh, they got a good uh, a good media platform. It's just a matter of them putting, getting the money to it, getting the promotion behind it, and getting the talent there. They got the they got what looks like to to, to be a good foundation. Just the fact if if they can forge forward and 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 you know either compete with the U, the UFC or kind of you know uh, sh- show the MMA world that, that they're not just uh, you know, a step above a, a regional show, you know? Yeah, but they need to keep their stars stars, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, you know, if Dimitri Johnson goes over to one and he, you know, he fights over there and the American people aren't really watching and say he loses a fight or two and, you know, like, he's not to have the, the drawing power he did have in the UFC, even if he... You know, even that he lost, and even if he maybe he won his belt back or whatnot, he he was in a lot of like commercials that people see everywhere. Like he had like kind of name recognition here. I, I'm sure he has it there, but once he goes there, he'll lose it here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a gamble that you know that uh, DJ's playing, that that Eddie's playing. You know, we'll, we'll see how it winds up playing out for them at the end of the day I mean it's a business move you know I think that financially they'll be okay but as far as what what it means for their legacy of their careers I guess uh you know the 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 old saying you know time will tell so that's something we're just Mm -hmm. gonna have to sit on and see how it plays out I guess unless they're both at the end of their careers and then they were thinking about retiring soon and one one last big check and they don't care if they into the sunset because they're planning on doing that anyway. Well, no, you, you got it. Like, like, uh, like Eddie, Eddie's legacy is set in stone. It doesn't matter if, uh, uh, what's what. I mean, the 
the the number of world titles that guy was able to commu- uh, uh, accumulate in that division is 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 mind boggling. I mean, dr- I mean, well, dream. He's still, uh, he's, he's, his legacy is set. Yeah, I mean, you think anyone's going to ever break that record again? Lot, he didn't have a whole lot of big, uh, big, big titles. Like a lot, everyone knows who who Bold, Bold Dog fight one is. Everyone knows who the, who the dream fight was. Bellator. Um, you know, was a U, was a UFC champion, regardless if he he defended or not. He 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 obtained that title. I mean, he he's got four four major promotions on. You know, three in the United States, and 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 uh, you know, you got one over in another continent. And if he if he happens to claim one, he gets two over two two over in in in, in on that side of the world. Kind of hard to argue where he sits. You know, uh, all, all time in this sport, he's he's a, he's a Hall of Famer in my opinion. If you if, you know where he stands now, I mean, he's not somebody you would put up there as like your Mount Rushmore of great fighters, but. When you look at it, like if you look at a overall scheme of, of of Hall of Fame fighters, if we're not just talking about UFC, you know, look at the guy's career, what he's accomplished. That's like sitting there telling us right now that Alistair Overeem isn't a uh, mixed martial artist Hall of Famer because he is. Just for just because the multi uh, discipline championships alone puts him there, you know. So I mean, it's a it's it's a, it's a fun slope of. To to, argue, to to debate whether it's about money or legacy or whatever, but at the end of the day, I think you know they, they want to help build this company because of what it stands for, and and I think a lot of a lot of these fighters are getting sick of putting their blood, sweat, tears into a company that they really don't care whether they succeed or not. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the UFC doesn't really care either. Because I mean, our next guest we're talking about, I mean, you just got released uh, from the UFC, and they're dropping flyweights left and right. They're dropping. You know, the whole division sounds like so. They don't really care about their fighters as much unless you're bringing in the big money. So, like, why would players care about them? It's like it has to be a two-way street. That's not two-way street, and that's why we this you know this thing is kind of devalued to this point. If you really break it down, look at it, and think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the main reason you hear of the people that did go over to one so far. Go ahead, Nikki. The people that did go over to one so far, Demetrius Johnson said, and Misha Tate said, basically they're saying the reason is they they want, like, athlete respect from the organization. Like, they want, you know, fighters to be respectful. They want to be mixed martial artists. They don't want just, like, a, a shit show. They don't want, like, people just, like, running amok trying to get attention, like, that's the reason they're going there. And I think that we could be seeing more, you know, if, if Eddie Alvarez and Demetrius Johnson do well over there, you could possibly see more fighters jumping over to that too. Because Bellator too is kind of like kind of getting the same thing where they're like pushing the loud mouth too. You know, they're kind of like following suit. But one, if really if one stays to what they're saying, you could see more fighters going over there. I don't see why not. It's, it's it's a definite real possibility, you know. Especially if it works, the, you know the the money's right, the platform's right. You know, uh, we already know how the uh, the 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 fan base o- over there is. It's a completely different culture, completely different man- mannerisms, everything. So it might be uh, uh, 
a better environment for a lot of these fighters. You know, when when you when you mm-hmm. think about the the American MMA fan compared to the to to the Asian uh, MMA fan, we're, we're talking about oil and water. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a tough note to swallow, but I mean, it's the truth at the end of the day. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the the American uh, MMA fan just wants to see, like, it, it sad as it is, they just like want to see like the Conor McGregor type stuff. Majority of the fans, and and maybe those people couldn't even be re- like regarded as fans. They're just like people who are going to watch the big fights. Like they're the people that are just going to watch the, those big fights. Like, um. The McGregor fight, like half of the people in that stadium probably were like had never been to another fight in their life. They just were going there because it was the the thing to do, the big fight, you know, celebrities and all the other stuff. And you're not going to get that in Asia. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different environment, and we we got to see how how it uh, eventually winds up uh, un- unfolding. But let's uh, let's take a quick. Uh, a quick one here and uh let me give uh Jared a call and uh let's see what we got here. Halcyon Float, Philly's only float spa. Floating is a relaxation and therapeutic technique that uses sensory deprivation to achieve a deepened meditative state. Halcyon special isolation tanks will make you feel as if you are literally floating. Located at 209 West Girard Avenue in Philadelphia. Open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 10. Saturday, 8 to 10. Sunday, 8 to 8. For more information, visit Halcyon Floats on Facebook. Or call 215-279-7607. Halcyon Floats. Philadelphia's only float spa. All right, we're we're back, Nikki. Oh, all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we are being joined by by our guest for today evening, and he is uh, flyweight fourteen and two, Jared the the Monkey God Brooks, and uh, he's coming off a split decision victory over Robert uh, Sanchez back at UFC uh, two twenty eight back in September eighth. How are we doing tonight, uh, Mr. Brooks? I'm doing great, man. Hope you guys are having a happy holiday, and hope you guys have a great weekend too. Yeah, definitely. Likewise, you know, uh, you know, uh, Nikki's Nikki's got a got got a full slate here. Her her husband's uh, birthday's tonight. She's cooking dinner. Family's coming over. <laughs> so, Damn. You know, she's, got, mm-hmm. she's got a full slate. And I'm here. cooking tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I got Thanksgiving tomorrow here too. So, yep, busy. What about you, man? What are you what are you doing? Obviously, you don't have anything lined up, so you're able to uh, fully enjoy the festivities tomorrow, correct? Yeah, uh, I literally just drove 11 hours to come see my brother in Georgia. Um, yeah, just got here. I'm about to eat some good uh, turkey and then head back. There you go, man. There you go. Able to uh, to enjoy it, try to kind of uh, decompress over what what has uh, obviously been a 
uh, a, a hectic month, you know, literally just probably have your professional career kind of, you know, uh, shooken upside down, thrown around a little bit there. So, uh, yeah, good to have a little time to get away and, and, and be able to get with your family when all this is going on. Definitely, man. The only thing that matters is my family at the end of the day. This fighting game is just a temporary. My family's forever. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> now, now, with, with all this, man, I mean, you know, uh, it, it's kind of a, 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 a we're coming into uncharted waters here, you know, uh, so to speak, you know, uh, MMA trades with promotions, you know, uh, resulting in, 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 in uh, a whole division kind of being, being dissolved overnight. You guys kind of like, uh, you know, now, now looking for new homes. I mean, the, the MMA landscape has probably changed a lot in, in the past 10 years even in the past five years where, you know, the UFC kind of isn't the only show, show in town. It's maybe the, the brightest show in town, but you guys can, can can make it somewhere else. It's just a little bit harder to put together all the top town in the world. You guys might have to bounce a little bit, bit around to be able to test yourself. Yeah, man. Um, and, and the fact that we even have to, uh, have to display and test ourselves is, uh, is kind of bull crap in my opinion. Um, we have guys that are way better than, you know, a lot of the UFC heavyweights. They just have uh, a lot of power. And when you have two guys that are like Derek Lewis and somebody like Francis Nagano, one guy is definitely going down in that fight. And I guess that's what the uh, American perception wants to see. But I'm, um, I'm going to Asia where they, uh, you know, respect mixed martial arts. And, um, you know, I, I have other options on the table too. I have a lot of, uh, of, of, promotions hitting me up hitting my manager up uh we're just looking for the right one and um we're getting closer to that now obviously you know you know uh saying you're going going overseas is uh you're definitely looking into the the positive changes that that one has kind of made kind of over over this last year now not a lot of people have noticed what what, uh, what they do yeah they got they've gotten rid of uh ben Askren, but yeah, they've added a lot of stuff to to the front office with 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 people like Misha Tate. You already had Rich Franklin there. You know, you have Hume there. It's it's a good situation, but also there's still stuff in the in the U.S. I I, I think with the the landscape that it is, I don't think any fighter who who's in a kind of situation you're in should kind of hold yourself down to a promotion where you see, you know, what uh you know PFL with, with uh you don't know what what they're gonna wind up uh, playing out with with uh. With how how the rest of their season plays out, when in the start of their second season, you don't know what what uh what uh change they're going to be throwing around either. That's so you I, never know they might. Heard also. Yeah, th- that they might because of this, they may say, you know what? Guess what? We're going to add a fly- we're going to add a flyweight tournament, a million dollar contract on the, you know a million dollars going to be on the line at the end of, at the end of the, the the playoff there. And I'm sure you guys would be more than happy to to step up and. Uh, <laughs> and, and try a new format. But people, I mean, people, I mean, people are missing. Yeah. People are missing the perception, man. They're they're looking at the money. They're wanting to go out and for the money. If I wanted to be T.J. Dillashaw, you know, I mean, it'd be hard to step in those footsteps. But I know that in the next few years, I'm going to be up there. But um, for the platform for me to get up um, to that, you know, T.J. Dillashaw, T.J. Dillashaw uh, stature, I have to. Um, one be marketed correctly you know what i'm saying but i'm not in this for the money you know what i'm saying i'm in this to fight the best of the best and prove that i'm the best in the world and that is how 
UFC started, and now it's just a money game. I mean, it is. I mean, it's just you find, something that you find a bad motherfucker you know, and another and and the other bad motherfucker that thinks he can beat that guy. That's what fighting's about to me. Well, it's what it used to be about, and I don't know somewhere somewhere along the line, you know, this uh, this promotion has kind of lost itself. Uh, I, I I talk about it all the time. It's like there there's something missing, and it's not it's not even just with how they promote their shows. It's even how the the production value of, their, of of even some of their stuff that you know a lot of the fans used to love. It's just not the same. They go around changing the website. Everyone freaking hates the website now. It's like you guys are doing everything. It's basically you're you're watching somebody who's like uh it's it's like watching a friend who's on drugs and they're just going down the wrong path and it's like no what are you doing you're destroying what we love and we just can't freaking do anything about it it's like we're stuck in like watching a slow slow motion car wreck almost yeah and you know much, what too the uh, way that they the way that they released like you and like uh, Shorty Torres and a couple of the other flyways like that to me seems like very disrespectful. It's, it's just it, like I wouldn't say it's it's completely disrespectful because I understand from a business standpoint, but to to eliminate four guys and not eliminate the rest of the division at the same time, it's either they're marketing for you know the guys that just got cut for us to get bigger names to get out there, or they're just saying uh, fuck these putts, but they're not understanding that you got me. Justin Scoggins and Jose Torres, which are the future of the flyweight division, which people don't understand. Yeah, and yeah, especially I, since I, they, honestly, you know, they said they're closing the division down and then they're putting a, a title fight on at the same time. It's like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. If they if they wanted those two to fight, they should have had them fight at Bantamweight since they were saying that they're going to close the division anyway and they wanted people to move up. But instead, you're closing the division and then also giving T.J. Dillashaw one more shot to become the champion in a division that's no longer going to exist. Just make it yeah. It's, um, it doesn't make sense um, as far as, like, just the fighting aspect. But, like, I guess it makes sense for the money thing for them. But when it comes down to, like, uh, like people, you know, throwing throwing their asses out on the line, you know, for the company – you got to treat us like we are contracting with you, that we are not your employer, that we are in contract with you at the same time, and we both need to negotiate. I mean, yeah, they negotiate contracts and stuff like that, but, like, at the end of the day, the UFC owns you if you're under their contract. So, I mean, nothing against the UFC. The UFC is, is a great platform to fight on. Anybody in the world, I would want them to fight for the UFC, too, because that's part of my dream. But, um yeah, in the next in the next few years, you're gonna see me killing stuff either in Asia uh, or any other organization, and they're gonna bring the flyweight division back just because it's gonna be way too marketable. Mm-hmm. Did they give you the opportunity to move up? Because they, I heard that they they asked a few people if they wanted to move up, or or did they just say that wasn't an option for you? Um, I think it had to do with um, just my uh, contract. I don't think it had to do with uh, the moving up or anything like that. Uh, they just wanted to um, to pretty much eliminate us. I don't know. That's rough, man. Just the, that, that whole situation. And I, I agree with one thing. Like like uh, you, 
uh, uh, Saga and Torres. I think I I think no matter what happens, where where you guys go, you guys should all go together. Just because, as you said, you guys are kind of the future of that division, and you know, might, might as well uh, tr- try to at least uh, be able to, uh, to to make make those matchups happen over over the next few years instead of sitting here playing like, oh well, let, let's hope that that his contract expires and, and he signs and we get this fight because we've seen so many times over the years where we just miss fights because guys get tied up in other promotions and it's like it's like we're just sitting there waiting for the opportunity for it to happen. You know, we missed out opportunities uh, uh, over the past, you know, St. Pierre Silva, you know, uh, Fedor and, and, you know, anyone in the freaking UFC where regardless of, you know, you wanted to see Brock or Randy or whoever. It's just uh, yeah. you, you'd like to see guys stick together if all possible. Yeah, um, and, and, you know, bringing it back to, like, the future of the flyweight division, I mean, yeah, you got a lot of guys that are around my age in the division, but they're peaking at um, at a very fast rate. You know what I'm saying? They um, mm-hmm. they peak too fast. They get, they get up in the top five. They go against guys that are killers, and then they get their, you know, souls taken away from them is where they don't want to do the sport anymore. Uh, you know, me, I take my losses with a grain of salt and, uh, I keep on moving and I keep on moving forward. Uh, I just see, you know, I'm somebody that can predict a lot of stuff that's happened in the sport. And, uh, I see, you know, I, I, fuck Jose Torres. I mean, I can't believe I even said that he's part of the future of the flyweight division, but he is a marketable name. Don't get me wrong, but Justin Scoggins and I are the future of the flyweight division. So, so it's safe to say no love lost between between you and Mr. Torres, and 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 that's something you want to run back, obviously. I think that he's I think that he's a, a good dude. I mean, he does a lot of stuff for his community. He goes out and you know puts his ass out on the line just like any other fighter. But um, yeah, it's business, man. Uh, I don't really care about him. He all he's trying to do is just take everything away from me, and you know I took that fight away from myself. So yeah, I would love to run that back. And I know you said that maybe um, going over to Asia is a possibility for you. Do you think that, like, Demetrius Johnson kind of, like, did you guys, like, a service by going over there, too? Like, if he he just left UFC and he retired, maybe there wouldn't be so many eyes on this promotion that is willing to give you guys, like, the lighter fighters a chance over there? Uh, I think think that – for the the 125-pound division, it was a, a pretty good thing to where it gives us another outlet to go um, to another place. But I don't um, see him not going out of his realm just to market himself also. Um, he has people like Matt Hume in his corner, which is his coach, and he's uh, the vice president of 1FC. So you got, uh, you got a lot of cards playing on the line, and he can make a lot of money over there, and I would love to be a part of that. Do you think there's a possibility of you wanting to face him in the future? Because, I mean, he's still – I still think he's one of the greatest of all time. And if you get the chance to fight him and beat him, then it's like, you know, another feather in your cap. And, and staying in the UFC, you don't know if that opportunity just came by the time he stayed in the, in the division or if he moved up or if he left or something like that. It's more of a chance now. Well, no matter what, Demetrius Johnson is going to go down as the best flyweight of all time, even if he will beat him. You know what I'm saying? He's somebody mm-hmm. that – proved for years that he is the best at the best technically physically mentally you know he was he was a champion and uh i still view him as a champion until he goes against me 
Hey man, you got you got to to put your stake out there. And let let the flag fly, man. I mean, uh, this is uh, the best time to do it, and you know, might as well go, go, go after the the king of the mountain. Goes, there is no number one, number two underneath them, so mm-hmm. might as well now's now's the time, right? Yeah, I just think that um, you know, I I've seen you know I haven't seen a lot of flyweights market themselves. But if you watch me before every fight, dude, I'm marketing myself. I'm trying to make sure that um, people will want to tune in and, and view me beating somebody up. You know, the UFC is uh, is just a, a, another name. Mixed martial arts is my game. We were talking before about like the the fans, the difference in fans in Asia fans, American fans. You do go over to Asia to fight. Do you feel like you need to kind of promote yourself up a little bit more with the American fans because they they'll be promoting for you out there, but maybe you have to like kind of ramp up your social media or something like that here just to get people interested because of the time difference and everything else that goes on. Um, well, in Japan, right? Uh, you got you just have to. M- to mix it together, right? So when I fought in um, in Russia and Japan, you know, it's in different times. So you got to post uh, when the American people can see it. You know what I'm saying? And um, like the, my Russian fans, I'll post at a different time for them. You know, you just got to mix all of those things together in order to get uh, your typical fan base. I just haven't um, put out the performances that uh, shows the real me yet. But um, when I do, that's going to be a pivotal point in my career where people are going to be like, kid is the real deal. Well, it's it's one thing, uh, you know, to ha- have everything go nuts. And it's another thing to ha- have another, have a plan already laid out and, and, uh, and ready to ex- execute when uh, things go awry in this sport and, the sport just it, it 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 does not stop for anybody. It does not have mercy for anyone. It it, it eats you guys out and spits you and spits you back out like like it's nothing. So uh, it's it, it's good to see you're 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 already re- ready for for the next chapter. You have the plan in place, and hopefully we get to see it executed. You know, over the next year or so. Oh, you will for sure. Everybody will. Um, Nikki, anything you want to add before we let uh, let, let Jared uh, enjoy the rest of his evening? Um, I think I asked him everything I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, after that long drive, I'll let you go. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Thank you, Nikki. I appreciate it. And uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your holidays also. And uh, before we let you go, Jared, anything you want to say, anyone you want to give some love to, shoot out any sponsors you might have, charities you're working with, shoot out your social media sites, any, anything like that. The time is yours. Yeah, man. Um, I'm actually uh, starting up my own podcast here soon. It's uh, it's the Monkey God and Monkey Talk. Um, if you guys want to see that in the future, just uh, keep on looking through my social media, and it'll pop up. Awesome. Well, tag us in your post, and we'll, re- we'll retweet everything for you. Right. <laughs> All right, I'm looking forward to that, man. Uh, you know, we got got another uh, another podcast. You know, uh, Jared, uh, as always, has some uh, so, some insights in, into life and and and, uh, and whatnot. Looking forward to seeing what the, what type of content you guys uh, come up with and come out with. 
I appreciate that, man. And, uh, yeah, if anybody, um, you know, wants to follow me on Instagram, it's the underscore monkey God, Twitter, the underscore monkey God, and uh, Jared Brooks on Facebook. You add me, I'll follow you back. All right, Jared. Enjoy your uh, evening. Enjoy the Thanksgiving uh, uh, holiday, and uh, looking forward to seeing you back in there soon. Thank you, man. It was a pleasure being on your show, homie. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll we'll have you back on again in the future, my friend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our only guest of the evening. You know, obviously, holiday. Nikki's got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. We we want to keep it short and sweet. So, uh, brought Jared on to talk some uh, some of the craziness going on in the uh, the, the MMA world as far as the uh, male flyweights are concerned. And uh, mm-hmm. what, what do you think? You think uh, 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 Jared, Justin, you know, towards these guys? You think we should we should try to find a way to see if we can keep them together to to, to see these matchups over the next few years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. The one thing I was thinking if they were going to get rid of of the flyweight division was like if everybody's split like split up and spread out everywhere, it's like kind of kind of annoying for a fan because you want to see the best fight the best. And if everybody's split up, you're not going to see that. If everybody goes to like kind of one division, you know, I that's I was kind of hoping that one would just follow up the whole division. You know, that would be great to keep everyone together. At least you get to see those matchups that you've been waiting to see. You know, he could rematch uh, Shorty Torres, and, like, there's a couple other people that are, you know, been wanting to fight each other. So, yeah, I mean, staying together would make sense for that, for those reasons. Plus, you want to fight the best, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's one of the things I want to see. Like, you know, you know, obviously, you, know, you see he, he, he wants to be matched up with, with, uh, with uh, Mr. Torres again in, in the future. And for, for obvious reasons, there's some – Controversies around that, whatever. However, you have it. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing to, to to see them run run that back. I think it should be run back. You know, within the next year, it would make sense. Um, mm-hmm. If one's the home that 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 they land, so be it. I mean, you know, we were talking PFL. You never know. You could see somebody like like uh, like an MMA pro league throw, throw some money at these guys and keep them around in the states and kind of work work some things out. You know. And, and try to maybe mm-hmm. foc- focus on those weight classes too. You never know. Yeah, I think that would be a smart idea for them to bring in the flyweights. Why not? I also think we're sitting talking about this. We're also not talking about Bellator could very well wind up scooping up all, all these guys and do, and doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're true. the one. They're the ones that pretty much, if you think about it, have the disposable income at this point in time, with being part of Viacom. Yeah. Mhm. I mean, which one thing we haven't yeah. talked about through this whole process that that they're being eerily quiet about this, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're waiting to pounce. Possibility. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, it could just be 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 us, you know, you know, ha- having fun conversation for 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 the night, and never know. Like you know, we we've seen crazier things happen uh, when it comes to MMA and combat sports. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. Um, but I'm gonna uh, shut it down for tonight. You know, uh, I know you you wanna you you wanna get off here and, and be able to enjoy time with the family. I wanna kind of get mm-hmm. off here and uh, relax and and you know we'll get back to things 
uh, next week we'll, we'll see uh, we'll see if we can get 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 you guys a full show in here. Like I said, the the holidays it's going to be uh, a little uh, sporadic this this last this last month. You know, years in the uh-huh. past I've literally taken the whole month off just because you know. <laughs> so, you know, some of our schedules you get so crazy with holidays and et cetera. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like it's, Especially so. my kids are getting so, older and they're both in school now and they always have stuff weeks, to do. Be surprised. It's, it's the holiday season. We're, we're, we're adults. You know, we're not getting paid to do this, but we love you all. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just keep in touch with us. We'll let you guys know, know what's going on. You know, we'll, we'll try to, at the least, try to get, 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 uh, get a few shows in, uh, you know, c- come December, no matter what, but uh, we're not promising times and dates at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, again, guys, be safe. Enjoy the holidays. This is always the one that 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 we always see, see a bunch of idiots want wind up, uh, you know, trying to drive home when they shouldn't be or had too much to drink or whatever. So, please, guys, let's uh, let's start off the holiday season correct. Uh, all our listeners, thanks thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks to for Jared Brooks for his time tonight. Thanks for uh, Nikki, as always, being my uh, be, being my partner in crime here on Case Side Submissions. And uh, as always, guys, make sure you're you're following all our social media accounts, all Nikki stuff, her, her YouTube, Twitter, all, all our good stuff. You know, make sure you guys are show, showing Case Side Submissions love on social media as well. Other than that, you know, if you're missing the live shows, iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, I think that about does it for the 250th episode. Other than that, you know, um, I'm Steve. She's Nikki. This is episode 250 of KHI Submissions. We will see you guys sometime soon. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of K-Side Submissions with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. This is a call to all. You know it's Mikey Ruckus, and I'm busting through the door. Breaking through the ceiling, and I'm opening up the floor. Make you split your head when you bang against a wall. Blazing full fury from a sight unseen. Living on the podcast, six or times three. Throwing up a jump for a breeding frenzy. It's a talking festival.